Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays a Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and we're going to have some fun today. It's just going to be you and I, bitch. Whoops. Swore right out of the gate. Sorry, I did not even prepare you. That that will be one of very few curse words today. I'll, I'll keep it PG-13. Um, it's you and I, and we are talking about three types of rebranding, three different types of situations that happen in the course of your career and how to handle each of them. Um, but first I know you're dying to know, uh, how my elimination diet is going. Um, so I shared on Instagram that I'm doing, I don't even know if it's an, it is an elimination diet. So I sent my blood and my poop into a company called Viome. I'm not an affiliate for them. I don't even know if I like it yet. So don't, don't go buying it. Um, but Deepak Chopra sold it to me. So like, I like him. And I was like, well, if he thinks it's great, then, you know, it's probably great. So I get this test. I send in my stuff. I've had chronic morning stomach cramps for years. It's something that runs in uh, my mom's side of the family. Um, pretty debilitating, not like calling to work uh, because they'll like go away within like, you know, a minute, three minutes type thing, but it can be rather intense. Um, and I've tried all sorts of stuff. Like people are like, oh, is it coffee? I'm like, oh yeah, I've never tried removing coffee. Um, I don't say that to them. I, I'm just like kind and like, no, I've, I've tried no coffee. I've tried no alcohol. I've tried coffee on a empty, no coffee with food, coffee with food, not, all of the things. So anyway, so um, I get these results back and they categorize my foods into four different things. There's um, so my super foods, my foods I can enjoy, my foods I'm supposed to minimize and my foods I'm supposed to avoid. Um, now my avoid foods, this is where it's interesting because I'm not to the like adding foods back in, but I never would have eliminated these foods that they said to eliminate. Um, I mean, I've done detoxes. I mean, hello, I'm a chiropractor for the last 12 years. I've done detoxes and I've never removed some of these foods. Um, so like foods that told me to avoid 
eggs. I'm like, okay, that is a common allergen. I'm not a fan. Um, asparagus, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, like shrimp, beef. I'm like, oh man, spinach. I'm like, okay, well, this will be interesting. So right now I'm just sticking with the foods that are considered my superfoods and to enjoy. Um, it's not really following the AIP diet, the autoimmune protocol. It's not really following, oh, there's another like major anti-inflammatory one. It's, it's not really following that either. Um, but I'm just, so grapes are in my enjoy category. So I'm like nine days in and I'm like, you know what they make from grapes? Wine. So... I don't think I'm really stretching the rules too much to incorporate wine into my life. Uh, so I made sure to get organic because um, I'm trying to be good and follow the rules. By the way, this is so my personality. I am a rule follower. You may not... Um, you may not think that, but I'm not like how an Enneagram 1 follows the rules. I'm totally an Enneagram 3 rule follower of like, I'm just going to push the limits as far as I can. And if I get in trouble, then I'm like completely recoiling. Like, I'm so sorry. I broke the rules. So, so I drank this wine. I have mm, like two glasses, um, but the glasses were 24 ounces. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, like half a bottle-ish. Okay. And... All day yesterday, I had just the worst headache and it wouldn't go away. I got adjusted. It felt good. And I thought like, oh, that's going to take care of it. But I had like a hangover for most of the day. And I was like, damn, damn, that sucks. Um, now people are like, well, maybe it's just wine. Wine gives me headaches. Yeah. Yeah. But grapes are supposed to be on my enjoy list. And so normally I'm a bourbon drinker. And I don't know what bourbon's made out of. Barley? Rye? Now that is on my minimized list. So I don't know. I think it's the alcohol. I honestly don't think it's the wine versus the bourbon. I think it's that my system in this process is super clean. And then I add in poison and my body's like, blah, that is poison um, and has an appropriate response. Now here's where I'm at. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to get kicked out of the chiropractor group for saying this, but like how much of this is worth it? Um, so obviously I'm not going to stick like the whole point of an elimination diet is to get super, super clean. Right. And then slowly start adding things in. So, you know, and my friend who, um, worked with a like the nutritionist who teaches at Northwestern um, said like, all right, now when you start adding things in, Dr. Rate says like you add it in. So when you do your eggs day, you have eggs for breakfast, lunch, dinner, like you add it in. So I cannot wait until I have my bourbon day. Like Haha, better be a Saturday. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Um, just kidding. Kind of. So I, I'm not going to stay here. You know, the whole point is to start adding things back in. But what do we do? Like, where's the line? Like, how do I, I do feel really good. I'm not having stomach aches, but like, I don't want to live like this. Like, I don't want to eat this diet. Like I, my brain starts going like, well, how, how sick am I willing to feel? Like, where's the gray area? 
Um, and maybe I'm not supposed to voice that out loud. Um, but it is one of those things where you're just like, um, I'm not gonna stay like this. I will admit I feel great. And it is scary to be like, whoa, my body reacted that way because it's poison, absolute poison. But do I want to not be able to have two glasses of wine? Like, I don't know. I know you know what I'm talking about. Like, where is the long-term health that is theoretical where it's like, okay, yeah, if I take really good care, inflammation's terrible, Alzheimer's runs in my family. So in theory, the, the less inflammation, the better. And in theory, the, I'm adding years to my brain's health. I'm not arguing that. And I'm not saying like, ah, fuck it. Um, oops, I swore again. Uh, but I don't know, like how much unhappiness in the present do I sacrifice? I just need to have a philosopher on and we can, we can, we can just figure it out. But hell, getting old sucks. <laughs> Last night, I um, Kirby was at baseball practice, and so kids were in bed, and I got I went on Facebook. Well, first of all, I had this headache, right? And so I'm like, well, I'm not drinking tonight. So I made myself golden milk turmeric tea, and then I'm like, mm, I'm going to put a face mask on. So I put this charcoal face mask on, which every time I put the charcoal face mask on, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Um, like just feel like I'm taken back to like years where white people did blackface and I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, it's just charcoal. I'm okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, and so I'm drinking my tea, wearing my face mask and I go on Facebook and I got invited to a Facebook group for our 20 year reunion. Now I'm not quite that old and I'm, I'm a little weirded out that they're planning it already um, because we don't have to, it's not for two years. Um, it's not until 2024 until I'm old. But anyway, so all of these people, I just didn't really, I'm not somebody who's I'm very active on Facebook. I didn't really like friend a bunch of people from high school, mostly because I started a brand new Facebook account um, when I graduated chiropractic school and got married and this and like, it's not what I would do, but this was back in 2010. So I never just became friends. So I'm finding all of these people. I graduated with a class of like 110. So everybody knew everybody, but definitely enough where you didn't all hang out. And there was all these different groups and and so I'm going through and just like looking at people's profile pictures, um, so many family photos with dogs. And I'm like, huh, all right, yeah, is that like some check mark? Um, and you're like looking at like where they live and where they work. Broad generalization, I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that I looked at from my graduating class are more beautiful now than I remember them being. Um, like, I just feel it's so weird where I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. Like every he's, he's like such a dad now. And like, everybody just looks so mature and happy. And I don't know, it was just a weird feeling of like, damn, I am so old. All right. Are you ready to get into this? So first, we are going to start with our listener highlight. Now, this highlight is from a CA, which I think is cool because today's 
question is also from a CA. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know y'all listened. Uh, my CAs don't listen. So this is from Apple Podcasts, and this is Alaska Nanny. Now, wait, it's not Alaska. It's Alaksa? I'm not joking. It's A-L-A-K-S-A. Well, now I don't know anything about you. I thought you were an Alaskan nanny. Did you just spell Alaska wrong? What else would that be? Alec? Alex? No. No, I think she just spelled Alaska wrong, y'all. We're gonna, we'll find out. She listens to the show. Um, Side note, I know I've told you this before, but I do want to reiterate just in case Kim Kardashian is listening. I don't know. Maybe she and Pete, she's having a hard time and she, she does love chiropractic. Um, I don't know if she loves nervous system based chiropractic, but I do know that she's gotten adjusted multiple times. They reference their chiropractor, but I am totally willing to quit everything and go be Kim Kardashian's chiropractic nanny. That will be my Apple name, Kim's nanny. So just be on the lookout. So anyways, this is not Alaska nanny saying, thank you so much, Dr. Lauren. (laughs) From a CA's perspective, I love listening to your podcast simply out of knowing I'm about to learn so much about this profession that I'm quickly falling in love with. I recently got a full-time position at the clinic I work at and I have no intention of leaving anytime soon. And your podcast only helps my passion grow as I learn more. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you should consider going to chiropractic school. I mean, sorry to your owner, like not trying to steal your CA here, but like chiropractic is freaking awesome. And like three and a half years from now, you too could be one and you too could have so much debt. Yeah, I know. Isn't that like a dead advertisement, dead advertise, dead ringer? I don't know what I was going for there. But if that isn't a marketing ploy to get you to go to chiropractic school, I don't know what is. So, That is our listener highlight. Now let's go to our question for the day and we will pray and then we'll get into this. So this is says, this is from Kendra and it says, Hey, Dr. Lauren, I'm a CA at a clinic that has been in business for 13 plus years. The ownership changed roughly four years ago, but the name has stayed the same. My boss has been wanting to rebrand for a while now, but has been overwhelmed with the amount of things that will need to be changed as well as how much it will cost, not to mention wondering if it will be worth it in the long run. I understand her concerns, but I think it's necessary to truly make her feel like this is her clinic. That being said, she's only been owner for three years and the CA before me who had been there for 13 years, recently left, and this would have been right up her alley. I feel like I have filled her shoes in many ways, but it comes when it comes to the rebranding, I feel useless as I'm only 25 and have no experience in this area. I'm not really sure what my question is, but would love an episode on what rebranding looks like and a few strategies that would be around how to handle it smoothly in that transition. So I love this question. Um, We have rebranded so many times in different ways, and uh, we're going to talk about just the different ways to do this. And yeah, I do think there is a good way to do it. So let's pray and let's do this. Dear God, thank you so much for the seeds of inspiration that you plant in us um, and that you, the vision that you give us for what we're building and what we're doing help 
everyone, every entrepreneur, every creative listening, um, lean in to that creativity and that gift that you have given them for a vision. Not everyone has that and let them know that, that that's special. That ability to look at something and see how it can evolve, how it can improve, how it can change, um, that is a gift. Uh, and those visions are truly exceptional and those seeds will continue to grow. Um, and so give us the courage to set out on action, um, to set out on planning and helping to execute those dreams that are within us. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So with everything, this is my opinion. I put a lot of thought into this, but only about one run. So I'm going to tell you there are three different types of rebranding, but I changed my mind rapidly. So who knows? Mid-show, I could come up with a fourth. We don't know. So the first type of rebrand that happens is um, what I call the facelift. Now, this is typically for someone who has started their practice, like they started it from ground zero, um, not in New York, like, you know, just their metaphorical ground zero. And they came up with the logo, they bought the office chairs, they built out the space, this is their clinic. And they just a couple years in are like feeling stagnant and feeling like that logo that they created, you know, maybe they created it themselves because they didn't have any money back then. And now they want to pay someone on Fiverr. Um, maybe their website's just like nastastic, whatever it is, they're just like, meh, I'm bored. Now, side note for any of you who may think you have ADHD, I will warn you that if you are thinking about a facelift, ask yourself, am I bored? <laughs> Am I just bored with my clinic and seeking out change for the for the sake of change? Just speaking from experience here, okay? Um, because like the question says, it is a lot of work. Like when you commit, you you gotta change everything with that has your logo on it. Because then it's confusing. Like if you have two logos hanging around and like, mm, so do you really need to change it? Because I will say most people don't give a damn. Uh, there is a tanning salon in town that, oh, God bless them. They just, they don't have a Kirby in their life. And you know what we say, everybody needs a Kirby. Um, where's that t-shirt for swag? But so they have their logo. I don't know if they made it, paid someone to make it, whatever. And you, I don't know if you've ever like worked with, um, Vista print or a designer, you know how they send you back an image and the way they let you know that like the image is cut out and there's not like a white circle behind it is it'll have those gray and white boxes. So these people, I, I don't know how this happened. Their logo for their is on this giant sign, like three by eight sign outside their building and the gray and white boxes are behind it. 
Like there's no way I will take a picture. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to post it to Instagram, um, after this episode airs to show you what I'm talking about. There's no way that this is intentional anyways. Don't know how we got there, but (laughs) so is, is the necessary. Um, but so the facelift is really for people who it might be necessary for the tanning people, but Oh, here's how I got there. I don't care. I still go there. I look at their sign and I'm like, that sucks. Do I go to a different place? Do I really care? No, nobody really cares about your logo that much. Um, It could be really ugly. Nobody really cares. So you're like, all right, I just need it to feel differently. That's okay. That's fantastic. What I would say is really go with the whole same name, same face, rip the bandaid off. Nobody really cares. Just my opinion is pay someone on like Fiverr to design a bunch of stuff, go in, order it, charge a credit card, move on with your life. Like don't overthink it. Nobody cares as much as you do. Um, and you may not believe me, but it's the truth for the first three years in practice, I moved into a building. I didn't have, um, I didn't have any money for a build out and the place had this nasty red carpeting in the adjusting area. Nasty guys, real nasty. I hated this carpeting. Um, and three years into practice, I finally bit the bullet and paid for new flooring in this space I was renting. I did the build out hundred percent or, you know, the flooring, it was all on me. Cause he's like, your carpeting's fine. I'm like, it's really not. But so put new flooring in, I think it's wonderful. It's like this, you know, it's, it's nice. It's not red. And I remember I saw over 50 people that day it was somewhere between 50 to 55. The only patient who noticed was my landlord's wife. She was the only one who noticed that the carpeting was different and so much better. And she went, oh, and the only reason she noticed is because she owns a building. Um, so we really are getting our head way too much. And we're like, should I, shouldn't I? If you're asking that question, then maybe you're bored and maybe you don't need to. Um, but here's what I will say is if you're bored in your practice, if something as simple as a rebrand is going to get you re-energized about your practice, then the $2,000 that you spend on new business cards, new website, new blah, you're, yeah, it does. It is a lot. Um, will pay for itself probably within a month because you will just bring this fresh energy to your practice and that energy will attract in more. So if it's what you would call just a facelift, you're not changing systems and procedures. You're not changing the doctor. You're not changing the name. You are just going forward with different colors, different shapes in your logo. Just do it. Just do it if you want. Now, the next type of rebrand is what I will call the takeover. Okay. The takeover is when you're changing guards of the, the treating doctor. Okay. So this is when you are buying a clinic 
Now, in this question, she bought it a couple years ago. So like some of the advice I'm going to give, you'll have to like put through applicable to this situation. Um, so technically, I bought a clinic. Technically. <laughs> it's a big old asterisk there. Um, when I bought it, it was supposedly seeing 50 or, you know, when I like signed papers on it, it was supposedly seeing 50 people a week. Uh, somehow when I actually like was licensed and able to be given the keys. Um, uh, it was seen somewhere around five. <laughs> now there's all like, we're not going down this rabbit hole. Like, yes, I know that in like legal scenarios, like there's routes. This was a weird scenario. We did not have, we were buying it for such a low price that we couldn't take action against her. Anyways, we're not going there. You'll just have to trust me that like, this is just the scenario we were given and it was okay. So we changed the name right away because it was her last name. And so we're like, well, five patients a week, I think we can handle this. Now, even if there were 500 people a week, it's her last name. I'm not moving forward with that name. So I changed the name right away, but I kept the inside of the practice as similar looking as possible. Systems, procedures, like she had 30 minute appointments. I mean, I went to like 20. Um, she did stim on every patient. I had no desire to do stim on every patient, but every existing patient, like I tried to keep the experience as similar as possible um, because I had done this big change of like, okay, well, it's a different name, but to you five people. But again, even if the 500, I'm not going to keep someone else's last name. Not a big deal. Change the name. But if you're going to change the name, try and keep the inside as much of a feel. So those patients are like, okay, different name, but I walk in and it still feels like my chiropractic clinic, but it's a different doctor. Okay. The adjustments feel like your adjustments are going to be different than that. Now, let's say you're like, but it's a completely different technique. Then why are you buying this clinic? Like that's such a small percentage of people of like, but uh, they're ART and I want to be Gonstead. You know what? I would just recommend you don't buy that clinic. <laughs> I would recommend you just build your own practice from ground zero. So most of the people who are buying a practice, like maybe it's your mom's practice, you're graduating, she's retiring. Um, she practices very similar to how you want, or it's your hometown chiropractor. Again, very similar, but you know, you're just going to bring your unique, authentic flair to things. So I would say there's like a six to nine month process where you want to keep as many systems and procedures as similar as possible. Now up to you, I don't know what you're changing, but like new and reactivating patients, you can do things differently. So here's a, for instance, let's say that the doc didn't do insight scans and you want to start scanning. Now, what I would not do is say, as of this date, 100% of patients must be, have scheduled their scan and like really force it on existing patients. But with all new patients coming in, you can absolutely make that a part of the process. All reactivations. Hey, yeah. You know, did you know Dr. Smith is no longer, you know, the chiropractor here? He retired. Now we have Dr. Amy, um, She's wonderful. Dr. Smith's patients are loving her. Yep. So yes, let's get you in for care. And you know, like there'll be just one extra thing we do that'll be new to you, but I think we're, you're going to love it and exciting. Okay. 
So for, you know, that six months, people are just looking like they're already in shell shock of like, new doctor, what's this going to be like? And so you just want to ease that for them. Now, here's what I do. You're going to be the biggest change. You're going to do a lot of sit downs, like a lot. Um, The one universal thing that you want to communicate to the patients is, I know I'm a different doctor. I know I'm, even though my adjustments are very similar, they may feel different to you. Um, Your body may respond a little different. We may have different, you know, wording. We may do different exams. We may do things slightly different, but there's one universal goal between Dr. Smith and myself. And that is that we ultimately do what we do because we care about you reaching your health goals. Okay. So you want to connect on that thing, their previous doctor's thing. Dr. Smith cared about you getting to where you wanted to be. I 100% am in alignment with him on that. So in this sit down, you're going to go, now our approach, now how Dr. Smith and I approach your goals is going to be similar, but there may be a couple small differences. And you want to ask the patient like, okay, so what are your goals with this? Now, this can be a five minute conversation. This does not need to be 30 minutes. Okay. And just, this could be table side. Like, so I've looked at your paperwork, um, you know, your paperwork's from a couple years ago. So ultimately, I want to know where you are now. Why do you come to the chiropractor? What are you looking for out of this? And I want to know how I can be a part of getting you there. And you just really want that patient to know, like, mm-hmm, I care. I care about you. And they're going to be so so just re-energized because no offense, like I have patients that I've seen I mean, one of my best patients has been with me. She's an OG. I see her every week. And I guarantee you there are times that she's like, I don't know if Dr. Lauren cares about me as much as she used to. And I do, but like you just kind of get in your groove and do things. And especially if this person was about to retire, they are definitely one step out the door for a while. So just that re-energy, that passion for that patient, they're going to be like, hell yeah. So then they're going to tell you their goals and then you can be like, okay, great. So let's say that that person, uh, the previous doctor was a big once a monther and you're, you're like, okay, I really want to get people knowing that that once a month is not, you know, so you're going to do this slowly. Okay. You're not going to come in like a bat out of hell being like, okay, so we don't do once a month. Let's say once a month, he was charging like $40. And with your new pricing plan, you are planning on charging $60. Here's my opinion. This is my opinion. You can have your opinion. Um, and I, this is where I always love, like if we had a panel of like three or four other awesome cash-based docs, oh, I would just love to feel everyone's, but here's mine. So I wouldn't come in and change their pricing. Like base, I would use the term grandfathered in. So I would say like, hey, Barb, you know, this is in our sit down, you know, thank you so much for um, trusting that Dr. Smith uh, chose someone 
who he thought was going to take care of his patients really well. I know that was so important to him. I know you've been an amazing patient of his for a long time. Um, I just want to take a couple minutes. You know, I looked at your previous paperwork, uh, but, you know, I want to know what is current? What do you currently come to the chiropractor for? What are your goals going forward? And let's say Barb's like, I come once a month. Um, I don't know. It seems to keep my back from flaring up. Okay. Now that's great. Do, does your back still hurt at all? Oh yeah, it hurts, but it doesn't get as bad as it used to. Okay. Do you have any like digestive issues out of curiosity that, you know, digestive issues tend to run with low back stuff? Oh yeah. I've had constipation for years, but you know, that, that this isn't going to help that. Okay. Like, can we all just take a moment uh, while I'm playing a one man show here between uh, Amy and Barb um, to appreciate that these damn frustrating conversations happen all the time in practice. And we're just like, <laughs> breathe, 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 breathe. Um, so now if I were Dr. Amy taking over for Dr. Smith and I'm talking to Barb here, I'd go, okay, so here's the deal. I think that you doing once a month and you being happy is fantastic. Um, Dr. Smith was charging $40 going forward with new patients. Our once a month pricing is actually going to be higher than that. But because I value you as Dr. Smith's previous patient, I'm going to grandfather you in as long as you stay once a month, I'm going to keep your price at 40. Okay. So just I'm letting you know that. So if you recommend someone and you had a friend who comes and they do once a month, their price is going to be higher than that. But you, your grandfathered in, great. I want to keep you from flaring up. Now, I do just want to let you know one thing, okay? I have seen while I was in clinic, patients with low back and digestive care actually get amazing results when they were coming a little more frequently than once a month. And I know this may seem very different and very scary, especially since I'm a new doc, but I do think that if you tried once a week for a little bit, just temporary, maybe even just six to eight weeks, there's a very good chance that you might see that digestive system getting a little more regulated. Now, I'm not going to force you to do that. Obviously, I want you happy. I want to keep continuing amazing care for you. But I do want you to know that this, there is hope. There is answers. Um, and you could get some really great results if you wanted to try that experiment. And then you just leave it. And you just let Barb do what she's going to do. And um, now normally I would discount things with like weekly care. I would like try and bribe her into a little lower, um, but that's my state. I'm not an insurance. Barb sounds like she's on Medicare, so I might not be able to do that anyways. Um, so, you know, we just, we're just having these mini conversations over and over and over. You're letting people know, you're basically letting them stay where they're at if that's what they want. Because what you don't want, the biggest fear is you bought a practice seeing 100 people a week. If you come in and piss off, you did that because you wanted that guaranteed income. Now, the goal is over time, you transition that $100,000 a year practice that maybe isn't in full alignment with you to practice of people who trust you as their doctor um, and really, you know, you can be authentically you, but you're really just taking these baby steps. Now, here's what I will say. 
a little paint goes a long way. And I mean that literally. So if it were me and I bought a practice and let's say the waiting room was really nastastic. Um, if, if I wasn't changing the name, so let's just say it was like family chiropractic center. Okay. That'll do. Eventually I want to change it to something better, but for now I'm not changing the name. I'm the new doc. The name is staying the same. I'm not moving locations. Oh, don't buy a practice and change locations. Oh my God, for at least a year. So I'm just really stepping in, going to be the new face. Now, if I'm the one of the only changes happening, the front desk person is staying. This is another big thing. So all of these things are staying stable. Go ahead and make it prettier. And I don't necessarily, again, I don't mean logo. I mean like go ahead and paint some walls. People appreciate a facelift. Okay. So go ahead and do the facelift to this. You're not doing, you're not changing some of the bigger things. And just that can give a little bit of trust. Like something as simple as, wow, she made this waiting room beautiful. Will give a subconscious trust factor of like, okay, if she did this, and this sounds stupid, this is where I say subconscious, but like, if she did this to this waiting room, I might be more open to her ideas with what she thinks about my health. Or, you know, I might be open to his ideas about my health. Um, that's only if you're really good at making things look better. Don't do whatever you do, do not make it look uglier. You will screw the pooch on that one. Let's never use that term again, actually. Um, you will mess things up by making things worse or uglier. So if people are staying the same, name, brand, uh, logo, staying the same, location, staying the same, go ahead and um, make the walls prettier. I know it's small, but these are little things. Rules are going to feel extra, extra restrictive in this takeover. So things like uh, cancellation fee, <laughs> um, all of those things you just have to encounter slowly. So with this question, this, this doc took over four years ago. She's out of this time where she has to step cautiously as to not spook the patients. Patients are in a, that first six months, nine months are in a very spookable um, place and too much change can just prompt them to go, you know what? My husband has been going to this other chiropractor for a while. I wasn't going to go to his chiropractor because I was really loyal to Dr. Smith. Now Dr. Smith is gone. I don't know about this new person. So like you just, just take it easy. It doesn't mean you can't change things, but there. I wanted to take just a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. I did the first 175 episodes of She Slays, just putting content out there, getting DMs, interacting with you that way. But then we decided to do something more, something really cool, and it's all through Patreon. We have three membership tiers, and each one comes with some great benefits. First, there's the Buy Me a Coffee tier, it's $3.99. $3.99, literally less than my normal coffee order at Starbucks, which is $5.95. This is the tier to just say thank you for the work. 
Trust me, it costs a lot more than you think to put together this podcast, but that's not all you get. You also get access to the first 50 episodes of She Slays that are no longer available to normal podcast apps. Next is the She Slays supporter tier for $12.99 a month. You get all the stuff from the first tier and some amazing bonus content. After every interview, I have the guests stick around and answer some fun and interesting speed round questions. Has Elise Rigney ever seen a ghost? Has Tony Ebel ever slapped someone in the face? You'll never know if you don't join, but it's not all fun and games. For this level, I also provide a monthly training episode only available to Patreons. These are quick and action-packed episodes that will help your practice. Finally, we have the full-on She Slayer level. For $24.99 a month, you get everything from the previous tiers and a live monthly Zoom session where I tackle the issues most important to members at this level. Who knows? Maybe you could have a live coaching session that turns into one of these episodes. Also, if you have a practice for sale or need an associate at this level, you can tell me and I will tell the world on one of my public episodes that goes out to thousands of people a month, including a ton of students and new associates. So go check it out at the link in the show notes and I will see you on Patreon. Now, the third rebrand. This is what I call the inner alignment. This is when you have been the doctor for years, okay? One plus, two years, let's say two plus, okay? Uh, This is a bold, a big, bold change. We've done a couple of these in my, in my 12 years. Um, we've gone from accepting all insurance to no insurance. If you have questions about that, go listen to episode, I believe it's episode number 69. Um, and that's about my process of getting out of network with insurance. We have added the insight scanner. I don't have an episode on that. Um, but that's its own like change. Um, with that, I had to start be talking about subluxation more. That was a big change. One of the most recent big changes was we went from a closed room system to an open adjusting. So we moved locations when we did this. So what I did is we didn't talk about it. <laughs> um, I just had somebody reach out to me because they knew we made this change and they're moving to open adjusting. And they're like, how did you communicate? How did you warn your patients and tell them about this change? And I go, um, I didn't because our patients, I knew like we're already going to be getting a new location that we were going shoeless and open adjusting. I knew that one of the best things I could do is get them in the new location for them to see how beautiful it is and one by one, give the tour and give the why. One by one, say, hey, we literally, the first month that we moved into this new clinic, this like new location, it sparked this line in the sand of, hey, welcome to the new clinic. Let me give you a tour and tell you what's going to be a little different here. Now, we did a lot of like um, 
little things. Uh, we had like pictures of the new clinic. Um, I would give like video tours. We talked about it of like, oh, the new space is so open and airy and welcoming. It feels homey. It's an environment that's going to allow for so much more patient education. We've designed it to be very, um, supportive of families. So like we did a lot of those seeds. Um, but like, you know, for instance, I would give a tour, a video, like a Facebook tour and people would be like, people who would notice would ask, they'd be like, so like, I just saw that one big room and I would say things like, yep, there's going to be one big room for adjusting. Um, that's a, a big difference from here, but we're also going to have some private adjusting. Um, we're going to have a little bit for everyone. There's benefit, you know, so we just kind of like, I didn't really tackle, like there's only one private adjusting room. This is going to be a big change. Samantha, you better get on board. Like really? We just, yep, yep, yep. There is one big adjusting for people who brought it up, but we did not go like, Hey everyone, we need to talk. We're moving to open adjusting. Here's why it just gives people time to feel anxious and be like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. They're going to go through that feeling of, I don't know if I'm going to like it no matter what. So they might as well like be in the door, see it and just like not have too much time to torment themselves over it. Now, if you're doing a big change, but you don't have this like a new building, right? So like new building, people know they are in for some change. Like they've already accepted, they have to drive to a different location. So you can squeak in some of these other changes a lot easier without them being like, huh, they're still going to have a little bit of a panic attack, but just like, okay, this is okay. This is okay. I'm here. I'm doing it. Look at me doing that. Now, if you're doing something big, a big inner alignment, going out of network, um, let's say that you're staying in your same location, but you are going to open adjusting. Um, so there's a couple different, you know, like if the construction, are you seeing people during the construction? I love, um, like kind of slowly letting people get towards a change. So what this would look like is, uh, we taking the doors off your rooms. Okay. So let's say that construction is really going to happen over the course of a month. Um, but there's one weekend where the walls are coming down or like five days, the clinic's going to be closed. You are reopening as an open adjusting. What I would do is I would take the doors off as soon as possible. People are going to come. Honestly, you'll be shocked at how many people don't even notice the doors are, are gone. Um, but people who are like, the doors are gone. Yep. We're just prepping for construction. Like, you know, we're just getting the place ready. Um, and you're just starting to ease people towards that, you know, a draw up. You can have like a drop of like, this is what we're going to. And people go like, oh, it's what one open, but you're just, again, you're going to have to handle these conversations one at a time one little conversation at a time, and you need to train your CAs to communicate. Anytime that you are doing an inner alignment change, going to shoeless, going, you know, um, adding in scans, taking away insurance, go, you know, whatever the change is where you are making, you are at a place where you feel, feel comfortable 
to get closer to being the authentic clinic that you want. And I really applaud, I beat up on Gen Z a lot. One of the things I applaud them about the most is they are not nearly as afraid to open up the practice of their dreams right out of school as like millennials and Gen Xers are. Um, I feel like we are like still very like, no, this is what our patients expect of us. And I, I kind of want to do my own thing. So like Gen Z props to you guys, you rock. Um, y'all are killing it in like opening your authentic vision right from the get go. And you don't have to do rebrands. Um, but for those of us that needed, we get a couple years into practice and you're like, oh, this isn't making me happy. And I'm making this big change. You think you can just make an announcement. We think like, oh, I'll put it on Facebook. I'll write four paragraphs about why we're making this change. And then I don't have to, you know, everybody will get it. Mm. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying my preference is to get people in the space. When you make this verbal announcement somewhere else on Facebook, a letter, it just creates, allows them to sit, interpret this with a certain tone, interpret what you've written in a way that maybe you didn't mean or want them to interpret it. And then they get to sit and create their own narrative. They get to sit and go like, this is going to be worse versus if you just show them. Show them the change in person. Allow them to feel your enthusiasm for where you're going and why you're going there and what you're building for them. It doesn't allow quite as much room for them to develop angst and anxiety and they can just experience it. They cannot experience a letter in the mail with what you're, the excitement, that excitement doesn't come through. And then since there's all these conversations, you're going to have to train your CAs to have all of these little conversations. Here is anytime, anytime we are making a change, big or small at our clinic. I, you know, we know we're making the change ultimately from, I don't want to say a selfish place, but like I work there. I'm the one, I'm the owner. It's my thing. I'm the one who's going to be there until I retire or die. I'm the one who's there hours and hours a week. It, it's my clinic. So bringing my therapy dog that yes, is a golden retriever and sheds like crazy. That was a change. And did I think that some people were going to have an issue with it? Yes, I did. Actually, very, 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 like no one has an issue with it. But people love dogs. People love dogs. Um, Maggie's great, though. My dog is awesome. I don't know. Your dog might be a jerk. So anyway, <laughs> like this is my clinic. And it has to feel good first and foremost. I know that as healthcare providers, everything we do is supposed to be all about our patients. No. Some of these changes are truly about you and you loving and feeling in alignment with how you're practicing every day. Now, almost every single change, because like when something, you know, the phrase of like, when the soul recognizes truth, it feels good. I don't know what the phrase is, but like most of the time, any change that you make that feels good with your soul, we know is going to benefit the patient. We know this, okay? So 
how we communicate to the patient has nothing to do with us being in alignment with our true selves. Gen Z, you might need to hear this one. Um, but CAs definitely need to hear this, no matter your generational gap or whatever. Like, CAs need to hear this. Because what they hear from the doctor is, oh, this is going to make our lives so much easier because we're going to, we're not going to have to clean as much. People aren't going to be bringing their dirt in. You know, we're not going to be having to wipe down tables in between people. This is what we tell to our staff, right? Like our lives are going to be so much easier with this change. And so you need to tell your staff, but that's not what we communicate to the patient. Every change, anytime we are talking to the patient, it is patient centered. It is not about this makes our lives easier. It is about here's why we're making this change. It is going to make a clinic so much better for you. So taking shoes off, I might tell my staff, oh, it's going to be so amazing not having to clean up snow muck and cow poop and dirt and all of that stuff on the tables. That's ours. That's us focused. Patient focused is the reason we're doing this is we see so many patients and little ones in clinic um, and we don't want a little kiddo to accidentally, you know, find a piece of salt on the on the adjusting floor and put it in their mouth. And so we're just really trying to create an atmosphere where children can safely crawl around, be babies, experience life. And moms don't have to, you, you as a mom don't have to worry that what your kid is putting in their mouth. So we're just trying to create this very nice environment, just like your house. You know, we want this to feel like a home. We want kids and people who are maybe nervous about going to the doctor to feel comfortable. And one of the best ways that we can do that to create this atmosphere that this is a home, this is an extension of your family, is a small thing like this. And then we offer that solution always for people who are like, if this is too much for you, if this is like a, a line in the sand, I will absolutely not take off my shoes, provide them a thing of like, then we have booties. It's okay. I understand. Put on the booties and you can, you know, I would say probably 1% of our patients do the booties, you know, so that's like five to 10 people a week, not 10. We don't see a thousand people a week, but you know what I mean? Um, so have that for them. But do you see the difference? We're going out of insurance, not because we were spending too much time on the phone. We found that the more we worked with insurance, patients were getting surprise bills. We thought we understood their insurance well enough um, because that the insurance told us one thing. We followed the rules. Apparently, you know, and then insurance would process differently than we were told and patients would get surprise bills. They'd be upset. This way you truly know what you are getting, what you are paying. You know, it's all patient focused, but you can go ahead and make the announcement. But ultimately, it's going to come down to one by one conversations. So. When it comes to the rebrand, you're somewhere on the spectrum. Like our our journey, I've experienced all three of these. I find that the faster you do it, the better. Just pull off the Band-Aid, but do not delegate too much to a piece of paper that is explaining things. You People will stay no matter what you change. If you can, you can go from an ART clinic to Gonstead, you can go like you can make some of the 
biggest changes, but the takeaway is, as long as you are not rebranding the number one thing that matters, you're good. The number one thing that matters is that the patient still feels authentically cared for. You can change the doctor, you can change the CA, you can change the adjusting tables, you can change every system and procedure, but as long as that patient still feels seen and still feels cared for in that clinic, still feels special in that clinic, then you can do whatever you want. But you know what doesn't make a patient feel special? Finding out about changes through a letter, finding out about changes through a tweet, through an Instagram post through an announcement. Didn't you see the flyer on the door? So there is no way around making someone feel special than talking to them face-to-face about the changes, how it's going to benefit them, letting them see your heart, that you are doing this for the benefit of the clinic, for for the benefit of them, and that they should continue to see, have the highest expectations for their care at your clinic. Keep that that universal truth communicated and them feeling that, do whatever you want. You could name your clinic some crazy ass shit, people, and they'd still keep coming. They're like, yeah, I know it's a weird name. It's a weird clinic, but that doc really cares about me. That staff really cares about me. So hope that helps, Kendra. Um, I hope that your doc is full of inspiration now. Uh, other people listening, if you've been sitting on the fence, for those of you who are like, maybe I'm just bored, maybe I don't need to change, um, maybe just start with painting a wall. That you know, maybe just start with some new furniture. If you're just needing a little bit of a facelift, do that before you go about rebranding. Um, but ultimately, if you're like, no, we are going from spine corrective care to family kids health center. Ultimately, people are gonna go. If I'm a patient and you're changing your name that big, I'm going to be like, what does this mean for me? Are you still going to help me with my low back pain? Hell yeah, I am, Tim. Just means that we're also going to be helping like families. We've just noticed that it's not just people like you. We're helping entire families. Cool. Sounds good. See you next week, Tim. So, all right. I love you. Keep on doing amazing things. This is so hard. Raise your hand if you've had a mental breakdown in the last month. You can't see, but my hands are raised. Life is hard. And I am so proud of you for doing hard things. Um, And I am with you. If you, as always, if you are feeling alone or isolated in this profession, please reach out to me on DMs. Um, I am here for you. And I want you to know that you are not alone. Until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, 
so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCAD because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <music>